April is my month from hell. Not only do I have a business to run, but I also have my wedding anniversary, my small one's birthday, my husband's birthday, Easter, and a two-week spring break in there. And this particular April, my in-laws also celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary and we threw them a party. It was a lot. So things I normally can keep up on, like responding fairly quickly to emails, dropped like a hot potato. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. (laughs) I didn't fully full on ignore my inbox, but it did take me more than a few hours to respond. Sometimes a few days or even a week, depending on how important I deemed it among all the other things I had to do. Imagine how guilty I felt when I received more than one email from people wondering why I hadn't responded immediately. And I'm talking like next day emails, not a few days or a few weeks. Some people even went so far as to DM me on social media or text me because it had been 24 hours. These are not emails from our clients. They never get ignored. I'm talking about emails where someone asks me for a favor, wants my advice, is pitching spin sucks, or has a simple question. The types of things that don't warrant an emergency for me. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. I love helping people, and it's normally not a big deal. But April... It really did me in, and I couldn't keep up. The bigger issue, of course, is that I've created this scenario for myself, combined with the always-on need-to-respond culture in which we live. Is it necessary to respond the same day to all emails? Is it necessary to apologize if we don't? Why do we do this to ourselves? On this week's SpinSucks podcast episode, we'll discuss why someone else's email does not constitute your emergency. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. When I started my business, I hired a coach to help me develop into a leader. I'll never forget when I complained to him about how my team was working 16 hours a day and was either quitting or burning out. I exclaimed that it wasn't expected of them, nor did we have the business to support it, but they were still doing it and it was burning them out. My coach asked me how many hours I worked. I admitted it was at least that much. But my excuse was that I was doing two jobs, client work and running the business. He knew he wasn't going to stop me from being a workaholic, but he could stop my behavior, which made my team believe they also had to work 16 hours a day. The first thing I had to do was pack up my laptop and leave the office at five o'clock every evening. He didn't care if I went home and worked, but I had to make a show of leaving the office. This would give my team permission to do the same. The second thing I had to do was save my emails in my drafts folder and not send them until the next morning. This was before you could schedule emails. It was kind of a pain in the butt for me, but it alleviated their panic when I started showing up for work at 8 o'clock and left at 5 o'clock. Finally, they started to do the same, and the level of stress decreased dramatically. Now, of course, you can schedule emails and Slack messages and time them so they don't all arrive at once. But even better, doing my work that way taught me what to say for in-person conversations or our one-to-ones. Not everything had to be an email or Slack message at the exact moment that I thought of it. Even though I didn't expect my team to respond to me at all hours of the day while I was working, I was creating a culture that unintentionally required it. This is the same culture we live in as a society. Always on, 
always responsive, and people panic when they haven't heard from you in about two seconds. It's not healthy, and it creates an environment where we're not doing our best work because we're constantly pulled in a zillion different directions. In a series of experiments, researchers Lara Gerge and Vanessa Bonds demonstrated what they call email urgency bias. They said, quote, when people receive emails outside of work hours, they think senders expected faster replies than they do. The more recipients believed they needed to respond quickly, the more stress they felt, and the more they tended to struggle with burnout and work-life balance. The stress is mitigated when the sender sex expectations such as, this isn't urgent, get back to me when you can. I often put that in the subject line, not urgent in all caps. And during the work my coach did with me to learn how to leave the office and not send emails after hours, I learned that clarifying expectations also helped to alleviate stress. There's actual science to back up how this works. Evidence from the transition to remote work during the pandemic shows that when managers are explicit about their communications expectations, including target response times, their employees report being more productive and effective in their daily tasks. You can do a lot as the email center to alleviate stress for the receiver, but what if you're at the receiving end and the sender isn't so thoughtful? I'll be back to discuss that very thing in just a minute. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack, and the second is the PESO Model Certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO Model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step -step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. One of my very, very, very least favorite things is when someone emails, bumping this up in your inbox. No. That just got you to move to the very bottom of my inbox. You don't need to manage my task list, and your request or need does not equal my emergency. I will get back to you when my team and our clients have been taken care of. Not a minute before, and I'm not going to forget even if you bump it up in my inbox. My second least favorite thing is when someone asks for something and doesn't provide a deadline. I've gotten very, very good at responding with, I'd be happy to help. When do you need it back? The very worst thing you could tell me is when you can get to it. If that's the case, I'll be back in six months or maybe a year. Who knows? But give me a deadline that's at least two weeks out and you'll have it in your inbox on time. I practice this with my team too. This isn't urgent, but if you could work on it for the next couple of weeks, we can get it to the client by X date. On the flip side, there are things that are urgent. This is something we need to get done 
and over to the client by tomorrow morning. Can you stop what you're working on and do this? And we do some negotiation. Like I went through a negotiation with someone on my team earlier this week. She said, I'm happy to do that, but to do that, I'm going to have to drop this. And I was like, great, we have more time on that. Let's get this one done. And we negotiated the deadlines and moving things around. It can be done. But what's worse is we apologize when it takes us more than a few minutes to respond to someone's email, Slacker teams, or text message. As if we're curing cancer, the extra time it took to get back to the person is the difference between life and death. We're not curing cancer. No one's going to die. An article by Adam Grant in the New York Times explores this very phenomenon. He says, quote, Rethinking what counts as late is especially important for people who are prone to beating themselves up for being unresponsive. Namely, <clears throat> women. <clears throat> women apologize more than men because they tend to have a lower threshold for what qualifies as offensive behavior. This isn't in their heads, he says. It's in the culture around them. We still live in a world that places unfair pressure on women to drop everything for others. When a man takes a week to respond, he must be busy with something important. If a woman takes even a day to reply, it feels as if she's failing to live up to the duty of care. End quote. Yeah. Last weekend, I stumbled across an Inc. article that speaks to this very thing. It talked about how we apologize for the delayed response, even if it's less than 24 hours, but not during the same day, and that we tend to overexplain. For instance, I'm so sorry it's taken me so long to get back to you. We're in the middle of an office move and it's taking more of my time than I anticipated. No one needs to know that. They don't need the apology either. What the article suggests instead is a five-word formula. It is this, appreciation plus the no plus well wishes. So appreciation, the no, well wishes. This is how it works. Thank you so much for the invitation. Appreciation. I don't have availability during that time. The no. I know it will be a great event and I'm cheering for you from the sidelines. The well wishes. Notice no apology, no explanation, just no. It's a bigger cultural issue, of course. But if we each take care to both think about the person who is receiving our email and provide context about around when we would like a response... And we practice not apologizing or explaining, but just respond when we have time to respond, we'll be able to make a pretty big societal shift. If you'd like some accountability to your email habits and would like to hang out with a great group of like-minded people, join us in the SpinSucks community. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's a community full of crazy smart professionals. It's free, it's fun, it's smart. And you might just learn a thing or two from your peers. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 